Welcome, welcome back to Unsolicited Advice with Frank. And you know, first I want to thank everybody that's been tuning in. Um, I looked on Anchor and it said that uh, episode Francisco, the one I did about my dad, had about 250 plays, which is dope. I really appreciate that. The people that are taking time out, you know, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour their day to listen to my podcast, I appreciate it. Especially when I didn't think anybody would tune in, to be honest. But, you know, uh, I was on the phone with my mother earlier today and we was, you know, discussing some stuff. Me and my mom tend to have these deep conversations every once in a while. And we, we was mentioned 2692 Creston. If you that don't know, that's where I used to live at in the Bronx. And if if you know anything about my family or, you know, if you know us, you would know that 2692 Creston was not just a home to us, but a home to too many, to many people. And not only was it uh, a place where you can come and, and get your, your get, you know, fi- find a place to lay your head at or, or just come to talk. It was, it was home, you know. And one thing I appreciated about my house was that it was constantly a revolving door of people coming in and out. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in the sense that my mom, my dad never really closed the door to anybody that needed a place to lay their head, come eat, talk, you know, just have a good time, converse, whatever. And my mom being a social worker, I feel like that a lot of people would come by just to talk to her because of her profession. Um, so 2692 was special, was a special place to all of us. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, and my mom and I were discussing it, and, and you know, I told my mom that this specific friend of mine one said that they didn't want to go home. They wanted to stay with us because they felt safe. And, you know, that resonated with me because, yes, my home, I should feel safe in my home, right? Anybody should feel safe in their home. But for somebody that didn't live there to say that, let me know that my parents were doing something right, right? The the, the vibe in the house was, was right. So, you know, it. I've asked other people in the past, uh, what was what did it mean to them, you know, and, and other people had different, you know, ways of explaining what they felt about it or how they felt about the house. You know, they 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 really felt like. It was home, even though they didn't live there. So real quick, you know, um, just a little background. My father bought the house when I was about two years old in 81, I think or maybe 82, I'm not sure. But I, I I recall him telling me I was two years old when he bought the house. Anyways, he buys his house, gets us out of the South Bronx, but we're still in the South Bronx because my aunts and them live there. My mom works there. My dad, you know, like I said in the other previous episodes, he had a few businesses there. So I spent all my time there. I went to St. Luke's High School, and I mean St. Luke's School, not high school, St. Luke's School. And, you know, I spent most of my time there. Like I said, it, my childhood years to maybe 11, 12, I was there. So when I started going, um, what I remember from the times of that house was a lot of it was we would leave and come back at nighttime. Um, even on the weekends, because when you were a small business owner, you really don't get a break. So my mom and my dad were still there on the weekends too. So, you know, uh, I remember it, it, to give you a, a little depiction of it, as you pull up to the house, had these bushes around the front, had like a little yard, a driveway, about five steps. You go on onto the porch. The porch wrapped around, so it, it went from the front front of the house to the side of the house. 
Um, so it had two entrances. That when you walk in the main entrance, you had a set of stairs that go all the way up to the second floor. Then you had a hallway that led from the front to the back of the house through the kitchen. And to the right, it was the living room. And then from the living room, you can connect into the dining room. And also in that little hallway, there was another door that led into the dining room. And then um, then you went in the kitchen, and the kitchen, you know, had two doors, one leading straight to the backyard, the other one leading down to the yard and the basement. The basement was unfinished. It was kind of cooler down there. Even in the summer months, it was cooler down there. I don't know why, but it was. Um, living room had a fireplace. The dining room was pretty big. And, you know, my mom and my family, they, they would just be, that's where we would meet at. That was the hub. That was the home base, if you want to call it, you know. So no matter where, uh, how much time went by, 2692 was always there. And we was able to always have a place to go to meet people and people to know where we were at. So, for example, when I joined the Navy in 97 and I left, a few of my friends, you know, between coming back and home, you lose contact with people, especially around that time. Cell phones wasn't it like wasn't like it is today. You could back your phone up and, you know, all your contacts carry over. So a few of my friends from high school, you know, whenever they want to get back in contact with me, they'll go to the house and stop by visit my parents and say, hey, you know, tell Frankie to give me a call when you get a chance. And that's how we kept in contact. So no matter what, it was like a beacon of light for people to come back. You know, uh, I remember my grandmother cooking extra food for my friend Larry. He would come through the neighborhood because he didn't live on our block. And he would come through, say, what's up, check out our other friends. And my grandma would give him a plate of food, you know, like, hey, come on. So that didn't, that didn't even stop when I left. But I remember growing up that we had everybody stay at the house. My aunts, my uncles, my cousins, friends of the family, at, you know, 2692 Preston Avenue was not just a home to me and my sister and my parents. It was a home to many, many people, friends of the family, you know, uh, uh, cousins, people come from Puerto Rico. I need a place to get their head right. And, and, and until they got their feet wet and get established, they would stay there. My daughter, when she was born and, and, and once I went to boot camp, her mom and her stayed in my mom's house for a while. Uh, she spent most of her childhood years there. And if you listen to the episode her and I had, she says it, that was her home. So, you know, it wasn't just a house, though. You know, what made it home and made it what it was was the love, the vibe, the the energy that was put into it. You know, my parents, we didn't have much. So they, they gave us what they could and made the best out of it by constantly uh, uh, making sure we had what we needed. You know, it wasn't something that we had what we wanted. We had what we needed. And like I said, because my mom's profession, I feel that's why a lot of people used to gravitate there. Uh, growing up, I remember people thought that our house was a group home because they they would see different kids coming in and out, co different cultures. You know, it wasn't just me and my sister. It was my sister and her friends, me and my friends. And it didn't matter. It was Puerto Rican, Dominican, black, whatever. You come in and out the house, people thought it was a group home. And these kids, you know, like my friends used to come in, go to the refrigerator, get some food, come back out. You know, so it wasn't like, oh, they. it was respectful. My mom... And our neighbors, when it says it takes a village to raise, right, your children, it does take a village. And that was our village. So 2692 was part of a village of people that would come together, you know. And it, it would, we had parties there, Christmases, uh, New Year's, uh, Thanksgiving, birthdays, baby showers, uh, uh, you name it, we had it at 2692 Creston. You know, I remember... When I was when it was getting ready to sell the house, I decided to put my hand in the in the in the chimney. We had a chimney that we never used. We never even used this fireplace. It, it, I don't even know if it worked, to be honest. But I, I put my hand in there. 
And there were still letters that I wrote when I was a little kid to, to Santa Claus, <laughs> what I wanted. So I would put these letters in there thinking that he would get them somehow, some way. And obviously he never got them, you know, but I always got what I wanted. Uh, but my parents left the letters there. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, when I when when I was a little kid, I would come down the stairs, you know, because they'd be listening to Aguinaldos on, and during new, the during the holidays, and they'd be listening to to you know Spanish songs, Christmas songs, and they'll be you know wrapping the gifts. So you and when you used to come down the stairs, they would be in the dining room, so they couldn't see you from the where, where the stairs is at, and in that one hallway that I said was there. There was a bunch of coats all the time. So you can actually sneak in and kind of push yourself into the coats and hide because it was dark. So they couldn't see you. And um, I caught them wrapping the gifts, you know. <laughs> but as as a kid, you know, I didn't say that. I went back upstairs, laid down, went to sleep, woke up the next morning. Voila, gifts, gifts are there, you know. In my house, we always had a, 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 a real tree, a real tree. That was a standard thing. My dad would go down the street to Kingsbridge and he'll get a tree and he'll bring it up the block and we'll put it on the little stand at water to it, decorate it. That was our thing. Uh, it wasn't just a home. It wasn't just a, bit, a, a house. There was more to it than that. It was, it was, it was a place that you can go and, and be yourself. You know, like a place where everybody knows your name. You know what I'm saying? Like cheers. But it was, it was my house. Um, my parents sold it in two in 2015, and and it's never been the same since. As a matter of fact, it's not even there. Literally, it's not there. If you go, it's an empty lot. Somebody, the person tore it down, and it's a little bittersweet in a sense, right? Because I'm lucky my kids got to see it, you know. But now I can't take my grandkids to go see it, you know. Or or it's not something we could drive by every once in a while and say, "Man, look look at the house. It's gone." And with it, what's gone is just the physical structure of the house. The memories and the and, and the and the the spirit of the house, if you want to say, is still there, because it's in us. So it'll, it'll never disappear. So at times you'll catch my cousin; she'll walk by the neighborhood and send pictures and be like, "Oh man, look, that the house ain't there." There's times my sister be like, "Oh, I was over there," you know, or, or Serena would walk by and be like, "Damn, they tore the house down." But that's life, you know. I guess, but I was blessed to have that. You know, 2692 was my safe haven. 2692 was a safe haven for a lot of people. And when I ask some people, you know, what, what do you think of when, when you hear? Give me a word that you think of when, when I say 2692. One person said safe. Another person said home. My daughter said home, you know. Um, my cousin said love, family-oriented, family fun. House where everyone is welcome. And that's there because of my parents. That's there because that's what 2692 was. A place where everybody was always welcome. And a place that you knew you can come to get a plate of food, to to have somebody listen to your problems, to laugh, to cry, to talk. That was my home. And I was blessed to have it. And that's why I'm so big on having a home and, and having a place for people to come. You know, especially during this pandemic and this time, I wish my sister can come down here with me because she's in New York. Or well, my parents leave Florida and I'm just getting worse and come up here. Because that's what 2692 was. It was a place for you to go whenever you needed to go somewhere, whenever you needed to start over, whenever you needed a place to feel safe, you wanted to feel loved. You came there. We wanted the party. We went there. When we wanted to meet up, we went there. 
and now that's gone, you know. But the memories will never be forgotten, hopefully. And, and we, at least my family has, and the friends that have been able to partake at 2692 can say, listen, I know I experienced 2692 Creston Avenue. So that's my bit. That's my little piece. And I wanted to share with you guys because everybody has a home. And I hope that your home is like my home and it means something to you. And I know that everybody's home is great. And some people had a bad home or bad situations. But for me, I had a good situation. I was blessed, man. We were poor, but we had family. We had love. We, we had that. And you can't take that away. Money can't buy that. So for all you that have a home, whether you want to forget it or not, just remember those are experiences. That's an experience you have in your life that made you who you are. And just always remember your home. It's not a building. Home is more, it's deeper than that. It's a spiritual thing. So thank you for listening to me. Again, 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 thanks for the support. And this was 2692.